Smooth season has arrived. Summer's the time to show off your best skin and best self. Visit European Wax Center to find your new state of smooth. Your first wax is free. Select services only. Exclusions apply. Visit waxcenter.com for details. Hello, everyone. I am thrilled to welcome you to Exo Nicole's She Comes First podcast, brought to you by European Wax Center. I'm your host and editor-in-chief of Exo Nicole, Brooke Obi. She Comes First is a podcast celebrating Black women who are prioritizing themselves in every way, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, sexually, the whole gamut. We're talking to some of our favorite people about the art and practice of soul care as self-care, tending to the true essence of who we are. That's right, we're moving beyond the buzzy words and conversations about spa days and pedicures to uncover the depth of a practice we all desperately need to live more fulfilled lives and empower others to do the same. Our first guest is one of the most beloved stars of social media. Yep, today I'm speaking with the Tabitha Brown, who after many tests and trials has grown from a small town girl from Eden, North Carolina to a woman building an empire as a number one New York Times bestselling author, a clothing designer, a vegan influencer, an NAACP Image Award winner, just to name a few. And today, Ms. Tab and I are talking about radical joy as self-care. In a world where Black women are expected to shoulder so much, joy can be fleeting. That's why committing to radical joy is a form of self-care. But what does it mean? How do you find and cultivate and live a joyful life? Only one way to find out. Let's come on in the room with Miss Tabitha Brown. Now it's your business, Miss Tab, but we want to get into it as much as you will allow us and just talk about the way your life has blossomed over the past few years and how joy just seems to be pouring out of you. In your book, Feeding the Soul, because that's my business, you talk about how you found joy. Tell us about your journey to radical joy and when do you feel most joyful? Well, you know, for me, I feel like you know, as a as a child, we all have joy, right? That there is um, this joy that lives within all of us, and I think that as we go on a journey of life, and things start to happen, and um, things get a little tough and hard, and we go through a lot of seasons, it's hard to hold on to the joy, right? Especially if you're not quite sure who you are, because if you don't know who you are, you don't know what your joy looks like. And I had to go through a really uh, dark, you know, season to get to the joy that I have now. And honey, now that I have it, honey, I, I will never let it go again. Right. But I also had to find who I, you know, I had to find tab again. I had to find out who I was, who I had lost and get back to myself. And so I think it really happened like during the time when I got sick and um, I had to kind of start taking off layers of myself and realize like, wait a minute, girl, who are you? This is, this is a, a, a person that you've created trying to be, you know, this look or fit in or this sound or whatever the case may be. But that ain't really you. And if you're not you, how can you be joyous? How can you have true joy? 
And so as I started taking off those layers in the last five years, I've discovered Taya. And I like her and I love her a whole lot. And then that's what gives me joy. That's what gives me joy. We can tell. I mean, we love you. You know, there's so many people around the world that love you so much, too. So we're so glad that you were able to do that. What prompted that journey, though? Um, I know you've talked so much about, you know, this your journey from um, chronic illness and how your health transformed. Um, but what prompted you to to take off all of those layers and, and see who this this person is that you had lost? When did you know that you had lost something? Well, you know, I think what happened was when I when I was sick, right, I was sick for like a year and a half and I had mm-hmm. kind of lost my faith and really thought God had forgotten about me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have um, and I talk about this often, but I had what I call my, my meeting with Jesus in my bathroom. OK. And I was really trying to give it one last try because I had been sick for so long with no answers from doctors that I was depressed. I was just I felt hopeless. Right. And when you feel that way and you really feel like God and forgot about you, you like, I'm going to try one more time to talk to him. Right. And so I got him in the mirror in my bathroom and I called out to him and I said, God, if you heal me, you can have me. And I ain't going to try to live my life my way anymore. I will simply live it the way you created me to live it. And that day I meant it. And what I realized that I had not been living the way he created me. I had tried to be somebody else because, you know, I'm pursuing acting. I'm in Hollywood. Right. Before that, I was in corporate America. And, I, you know, I'm from the South. I had always been told that my accent was ignorant. So I always tried to mask it and cover it as much as I could unless I was with family. Right. Um, And I was always just trying to be a certain size, wear my hair a certain way to be seen or included or liked. And all of that meant I wasn't being true. I had to figure out how to just be me. Who did God create me to be? And so I also realized that that meant I was not free. And it was probably part of the reason why I got so sick is because I was suffocating the true me and I couldn't breathe anymore. And so I decided I got to get back to whoever God created me to be. And that has to start today. And so I really just started taking off layers of like, you know, what do I like? You know, what don't I like? What do I love? What don't I love? Right. Uh, And I I mean, sometimes it sounds simple, but I mean, I did a big chop and shaved off all my hair. My hair was always very long and straight because I would press it, honey. I always say Donna was oppressed. okay? because I would press her (laughs) out so much. And I was like something that simple also changed how I was feeling. I was like. Okay, that it's like it, it removed years off of me that I was carrying because hair holds energy. And mm. in that, I also used to, you know, weigh myself 15 times a day, trying to make sure I didn't gain too much weight. I could still be this certain look, especially if I had an audition or I knew I was going to be around people or an event. Girl, you got to get out of that. Like I, I, I had to start pulling all these layers off, which I still do today. Right. Because mm-hmm. healing is not permanent. Healing is a journey and we can also be triggered. Right. And so I that's what prompted it. And that's what got me to the place of wanting to to remove the layers and want to get back to tab and be who he created me to be. I love that. That was one of the most powerful parts in your book. You know what you were just talking about when you were saying how you would go um, 
exercise to look a certain way, but you weren't necessarily healthy. So many times we confuse what somebody looks like on the outside with yeah. health. Yeah. And that is just so damaging, whether yeah. it's, you know, the, our fat phobic society, or we're looking at somebody who is very thin and assuming that that's health and they could be suffering with things that we can't address because of we're so focused on that. So I, that was powerful to me. I, I really, yeah. really appreciated you sharing that. Um, so now you have this, you know, inner self-care. It's not so much, you know, what's, what's physically happening or what's, what you're looking like on the outside, it's starting from the inside. So what is your inner self-care journey? Like, what does that look like? Oh, honey, it, it always starts within, right? I start my day within, I end my day within, I check in on myself throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, you know, self-talk is the best talk, right? Mm-hmm. When I say I check in with myself, I really have conversations with myself. I hold myself accountable. Um, I also give myself grace. I allow myself to be, you know, I also allow myself to feel whatever it is I'm feeling because those are my feelings and ignoring them does not help me. Right. Uh, So self-care always starts within. It always starts within. And then we see it on the outside. You're glowing. (laughs) You're always glowing. So that is so inspiring and empowering. I just, appreciate i'm i'm gonna stop fangirling i'm gonna get back to the it's just so obvious i feel it through the screen so i just love that um and you tell this story in feeding the soul i'm sorry i'm just gonna gonna talk all about your book because i i read it with my mom i love so much um but you tell this story and i feel like it's just the epitome of what we're talking about when she comes first you were trying to take an acting class on a monday night for a couple (laughs) hours And, you know, your husband wasn't necessarily on board. You have kids and you were feeling a little bit of guilt about, you know, spreading yourself thin. And you decided, I'm going to take this class. My dream is to be an actor. I'm going to prioritize my dream and everything else is going to work itself out. How did you get to that point? Because I know there are so many women, especially who have just been socialized to serve everyone else. And sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. And I know you did that for so many years too. How did you know, how did you get the courage to be like, this is for me, I'm doing this right now and everybody's going to adjust and it's going to work out fine. Well, you know, I had moved to Los Angeles, right? I had moved here from North Carolina for the second time I had moved to California trying mm-hmm. to pursue this, this dream that I had. Uh, I was working at Macy's. I was being a good wife. I was being a good mom. But I was like, that ain't why I moved here. I moved here to pursue acting. I got to try. If I don't, then I'm going to just have this inside of me and be upset, you know, and I don't want that. I don't want to resent my husband. I don't want to resent my children. I don't want to resent myself. I got to do it and they're going to be all right. You know, he's going to just have to be upset, you know, and I just did it. I was just like, you know what? I got to go. You know, sometimes we have to do it scared. Sometimes we have to do it even if it causes discomfort for you and others. Sometimes you just have to do it and get through the uncomfortable season before you get to the good part. So once we're out here, we're trying to do it scared, you know, and there's so much additional things happening in the world right now. That's just, we're in a pandemic. There's so many, there are multiple pandemics happening socially and scientifically and all of that. 
you know, how do you still cultivate that joy? Like what are some baby steps that people might be able to do to like cultivate joy um, in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on today? Well, you know, for me, uh, and, and I always am very mindful that everybody is not in the same mental space as I am, right? But waking up every day is such a gift. And being alive to even go through a pandemic is a gift. Um, acknowledging is a, is a baby step for some people. Just acknowledging, oh my goodness, I'm still here. That means I still have something to do. Just that alone should change how we face our day, right? Knowing that we are here and we're able, you know, um, to move forward in whatever it is that we're, we're going through um, or that we're pursuing. So I think just acknowledging is the first step. And that just, it, it helps. It, it definitely helps me. Because I just wake up and I'm so happy, like, oh, man, I open my eyes today. God must still have something left for me to do. Uh, so I think if we get to that state of mind, that every day that we get up, that we still have purpose, um, it changes our way of thinking. I love that. I love that. That is so good. Aww. I definitely am going to remember that. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> we need to acknowledge where we are in this moment. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But don't go away. We've got more with Tabitha Brown right after this. We're back with the glowing and flowing Miss Tabitha Brown. Now, Tabitha, I really want to know. Too often, many of us feel like we have to look to others to make us happy. But you seem to have found how to make it an inside job. So what's the secret? Well, you know, for me, I don't look for my joy in anybody else, right? My joy has to start with me. Um, and I realize that certain people can bring me joy, right? They don't give it to me, but they bring me joy. So I have to be mindful about the people I want to surround myself with. If I know that somebody is more draining to me and they don't serve me, I'm not going to put myself in a a room with them, right? Or an experience with them. And that's all right. I have to be honest with myself, right? So that I can have community joy. If it's, if it's somebody that I know, like, mm -mm, every time we together and it don't feel well for me, <laughs> honey, God bless you. I can't, I can't do it. Right. So I think being honest and being true that my joy starts with me first. And then I have to look at the people that I want to surround myself around to make sure that they are contributing to the joy that I have. They add value to me. So, but we can only do that by being honest with ourselves and with the people. Yes. Love that. Um, I want to talk about your physical self-care a little bit too. Let's get into your physical self-care routine. Um, you mentioned hiking in your book. I love hiking so much. Um, some of us, you know, get our eyebrows and a few other things waxed, you know, get massages, all that kind of stuff is kind of what we're we're thinking about when we think about physical or body self-care. What do you do um, to keep your body? Um, what are your rituals for physical self-care? Uh, well, water is my number one friend. Okay. I, I drink my water, <laughs> drink my water and mind my business. Uh, but I absolutely <laughs> love, I, I do love hiking. I haven't been able to go like I used to. Um, but I start my day with a workout. 
whenever I can. That's how I like to start my day um, with working out, doing cardio, uh, sometimes, you know, taking Blackie on a long walk. I absolutely love that. That's my dog. Uh, just me and him. Just something about being outside. There's no greater gift. Uh, just being able to like feel air on my skin, you know, when the wind blows. It's just such a, a calming thing for me. Uh, I love reading. I love like quiet time. Uh, I also love a good glass of wine, honey, to like in my day and just like relax. Uh, it's it's little things, laughter, you know, bring mm-hmm. me joy uh, and it serves me well. I love to laugh and I love how it makes me feel to do it. Um, and there, then there's this one thing that I do and I have talked about this before is I love to encounter strangers with a smile uh, and start a random conversation. Uh, especially like at the grocery store, or, you know, at the stoplight, if I'm driving and I look next to somebody, if I can get their eye and I just smile at them, it's such a fun moment and it changes, you know, maybe how they even are feeling. It's almost like, you know, that might be the only like love they encounter for the day and knowing that I might wow. contribute to that. It just brings me joy to do that. Wow. I think that's so important, too, in this pandemic. I've been masking up everywhere, but when I'm outside and I'm hiking, that's a time where I can nod to the person that's coming in the opposite direction. So I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. So one of the things that I really loved about your story is when you were sharing right at the beginning of your book, just straight off, you might have scared some people away and you were like, this is me. I'm going to let you know from the jump. I have premonitions and dreams and visions from God and this spiritual discernment that you've been able to cultivate since you were a little girl. So um, learning to trust that spirit, that inner voice um, and those dreams, it's changed your life. It's changed. You saved a life. You've changed so many people's lives. So I'm just wondering, how did you learn to accept that discernment? I mean, especially in Hollywood, especially when you're trying to be an actor, you could, you know, anything could be your next big break, or you might just be willing to take whatever because it might lead to the next thing. You never know. But how do you know when to say yes? Like what what has to move in your spirit in order for you to say yes to an opportunity? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I put that in the beginning of my book because I wanted people to know if they wanted to continue to read and I I wanted to give them the option. This is, this is who I am. If you don't like that, then you can right now go on and close it. Okay. Um, (laughs) but it took me a long time to embrace it because I used to be afraid of it. Right. As a child, it's very scary. Um, and then growing up and having to be a messenger is also very scary. And so for a long time, I would try to pray it away, you know, um, and I can't control it. It just happens. And so now I know that it's my gift. Right. And God uh, protects me with it. And sometimes it's a whisper that I hear. Sometimes it's a visual that I can see right in front of me that nobody else can see. Um, Sometimes it's a very strong uh, energy, a shift in my spirit that shakes me and I trust it, right? I'm obedient to it uh, because I do know that when I have went against it, it is not good, right? I have, then I have to suffer the consequences. And so I've been in auditions and I've been in a waiting room and 
casting director comes out or their assistant comes out and it doesn't feel right, I'll go mark my name right off the list and leave. Because wow. I, I know, oh, wait, this is not it. Because the old tab, that was me. I got to do this job so it'll open the door for another job. It didn't matter. Okay, yep, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And that was not serving me at all. I was getting nowhere because I was trying to do what I wanted to do. I wasn't letting God lead me, right? But now I live a life of obedience. So whatever I feel, that gut that I call the gift under the tummy, that's what the gut is, right? <laughs> that feeling or the voices that I hear, that whisper, uh, I'm obedient to it. When God speaks to my heart, I listen. And sometimes I'm still. Sometimes I just have to be still. Sometimes I have to be quiet. But sometimes I have to move. And whatever it tells me to do, that's what I do. Beautiful. I love that. So you've got your restaurant. you got your seasonings. you got your target collection, collaboration, your book, hair care products, a children's show. I mean, you are doing it all. So can you tell us anything about what you got cooking coming up next? Well, it's funny that you said what I got cooking. So I have my cookbook that we just you know, announced last week uh, that comes out this fall. And then I have um, the first vegan cooking show that's launching uh, in August on Food Network. And so I'm super excited about that. It's a competition show called It's Complicated. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm the host and one of the judges on the show. And getting to like, you know, just see all these amazing chefs create all these amazing plant-based dishes and, you know, compete for picky eaters in the world. It's going to be a fun, fun time. So I'm excited about that. I love that. Amazing. I can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. I don't know about y'all, but I am so full off of that. That is soul food for real. I'm just filled up. Um, you always come through, Miss Tab, with that, with the gems, with such a beautiful <laughs> spirit and that joy. So we really appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, hun. And a huge thank you to European Wax Center for sponsoring She Comes First and reminding us that soul care is self-care. If you haven't already, make waxing part of your self-care routine and visit a European Wax Center near you. They have locations nationwide, and if you're a first-time guest, your first wax is free. Learn more at www.waxcenter.com and follow them on Instagram at European Wax. All right, y'all, so this week, I really wanna challenge you. Put yourself first, carve out time to really prioritize yourself, and then come on back here and tell us all about it on social media at Exo Nicole. Catch you next time on She Comes First. <laughs>